get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid Telling all my people's look, let's get paid Asking no boss, man, can I get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid They tell me, clever man, come on, you think too much Where you been, I ain't heard you spit in months Did you hang it up? Did you fall off the floor when you lose in the crush? Yeah, such and such, man, it's funny how when you out of sight, you be out of mind How a good woman, friends, and money be hard to find I've been on my hustle, stacking paper on the grind in Atlanta Trying to build a shot, real talk These days it's hard to stay sober Switching time zones with the four-hour laid over Fifth out, I flush out, red from the doja I cry hard cause I can't flow in the soda You can tell I'm clever, doja You in the corporate office somewhere over there You with a Range Rover, this is getting colder And I ain't got time, man, I got a shot Email me in October I'm telling all my people, look, let's get paid Asking all boss, man, can I get a raise? Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Number one source for knowledge in the information age. High frequency radio network. Ever so, so gentle, we 
reach up and snatch that bread. It's a fam fed. Get it like a man, like my uncles and pops would if they had the chance. Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance. Damn off, I can be. I am more than a man. Y'all don't understand. Gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question. And all I see is me. Father told me long ago ain't nothing free. So I was off of that cheese like a new kid. It's a revolution, so everyone be crucial I can never break, you will never see me do so Resolution, I will always be on top like revolution Got the light cause I'ma shine bright Pump the music baby, it's a revolution Feel the music baby, it's a resolution Pump the music baby, it's a revolution Rain in the windshield, the wiper blades Got me dazing off and out of space Working out my next chest move a hole in the game to break through In the meantime, I just grind and play dude Rhyme and stay true, rather die than shot shoes Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise The face and egos so are much better than you My flow is clever, fine, so I can never lose And you know it won't stop Till a brother talking shop In an office with a view And a 30-story drop And a pretty girl or two Saying, man, we take your shoes Clever, welcome to the top Cause I need that gravy Checking the room, making sure nobody's shady Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me
food out of my mind Feeling like committing a crime Get a lot for that I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line I'm
this show on the road. Yay. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm sorry, y'all. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is The Foundation, and as you know, we are high frequency, where we understand incorrect information, incorrectly applied, can get you hurt. Correct information, incorrectly applied, can get you hurt. So we are always correctly applying that correct information here at the foundation. I want to start off by saying all thanks, praises, honors to the creator and the ancestors. I want to welcome you to today's episode of the foundation. Will Biden's new tax plan threaten trust? If you've never heard about this, if you don't know what to talk about, we're going to bring you up to speed. But I've had a lot of inquiries. Enough to where I decided to do a show on the topic with regards to this two, this new tax plan, this, you know, tax the rich and, you know, the elite structures and stuff like that. So we're going to get into that. But first, I want to say peace, shout out, salute to my big brother, Yusuf L. I like to call him the uncle of the conscious community. High Frequency Radio Network creator, spcuniversity.privatesidesolutions.com. You want to do international bills of exchange? Huh? You're trying to do promissory notes? You want to discharge and and be a secure party and, and the hold harmless agreement, the, the, the indemnity agreement, the private agreement, the security? Look, don't don't talk to me. Don't Don't holler at me. Do not holler at me. Holler at Yusuf L. SPC University. Private Side Solutions. Dot com. That's where you want to go. And, uh, that's because that's what I'm gonna tell you. You know, so you know, you just just save some energy and hit the brother up, Yusuf L. You know, so shout out to the brother Yusuf L. And as always, as I do every single show, I'd like to welcome you to check out welcome to thefoundation.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list. You get that exclusive offers and content. We gave away some silver. If you were not on the email list as a subscriber, you did not know. You know what I mean? Also, we're going to be ramping that up. We got enough subscribers now to us. Like, okay, so we're going to start, you know, start start doing that dance make sure you check out welcome to the foundation.com check out that pdf section you know get your free learn on do your dance and then you know once you're finished with that check out the education tab we got the foundation trust primer it's over i always say over 18 documents you know uh 18 documents handpicked by yours truly if you've never had any experience with private trust, contract trust, Massachusetts trust, business trust, you know, these types of peer trust. You don't want to grab that trust primer from welcome to the foundation.com. It's a lot of documents. It's going to keep you busy for a while, but it, you know, hey, it's the truth. It's the truth, you know, hey, and you know, it's from, you know, reputable, verifiable sources. Or you can go straight to the Foundation Trust Series, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. Break it down in presentation format, you know, for those of you who are visual. 
as well as auditory learners. That trust series is going to be 100% for you. I mean, IRS case, I'm sorry, IRS code, Supreme Court case law. You know, break it down in, in pieces so you can understand it in that Foundation Trust series. I highly recommend that you get your hands on that. I always say there's over 80 different types of trusts. And, uh, you know, anyone who says they know them all, they 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 full of that, you know, that shul bit. They shul bitten you. You know what I'm saying? They shul bitten you. But check out that Foundation Trust series at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Also, if you don't know, Chris L., very, very, very intelligent brother, came through and dropped it. Passport, no social. How to get the passport without the social security number. I mean, wow. Wow. He did a part one on how to obtain it. He did a part two. He said on how you use it. You can find that, you know, on the education tab at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Also, on the same site, you can <laughs> you can find the, the you know, the social media, the Facebook page, the Instagram page, the Twitter page, you know. If you're into that, if you, you know, if you, if you do that dance. Don't be don't be following the foundation from no weird account. No no followers, no posts, not that out of here. You're out of here. You get you know, it's rap. It's a rap for you. Rap Rizzle. Done, done son. Dunzo. Done son. However you want to articulate it, it's it it's not happening. I don't know. You know, I don't I don't feel comfortable. But, you know, if you're not a weirdo, if you're you know, if you if you're real, definitely follow the foundation various social media platforms you can find all of the social media platforms that the foundation is on at welcome to the foundation.com also you can book a donation very easily as well as make i'm sorry i said book a donation no i'm sorry you can book a consultation player as well as make a donation all at the same spot welcome to the foundation.com i bet sometimes i make mistakes I want to say peace to all the foundation listeners. However, you check out the show live listeners, live callers, live internet listeners, archive listeners, podcast listeners. People be sending MP3s around. Um, I, I, I don't know how you listen to the show, but I appreciate y'all and peace to y'all checking out the show. We've been doing this dance for for some years, like what, like five years now. Been doing the foundation. Wow, how time flies. When you are educating the people. Also want to say peace to all the trustees and private trustee training here at the foundation, as well as those who are investing in their private education. Otherwise, you know, it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be here. As long as you're investing in your private education, you're doing your dance. And last but not least, I want to say peace to anyone we've done business with in the private via consultation or otherwise, as well as anyone who has sent us an email, well, mis- well wishes, wow, or current event, or otherwise added to the foundation. Definitely want to say peace to you. Shout out to the long-term listeners, the OG listeners, the, the down-since-day-one listeners and followers of the foundation. I mean, every time I say followers of the foundation, there was this one brother this was a couple years ago now. I think in the email, I was like, thanks for being a follower of the foundation. He emailed me back and I ain't no follower. Like, okay. I don't know what that means to you. So if I say 
peace to all the followers of the foundation and that that makes you feel uncomfortable I apologize I ain't trying to make you feel uncomfortable but you know I didn't I didn't mean it in that sense but if you if you checking out the foundation you you know hey you follow what the foundation is doing what we doing over here so L you know what I mean hey whatever however you you know describe your activities when it <laughs> when it comes to the foundation I mean, hey it's up to you do your dance but yeah so what we gonna do we're gonna talk about this tax dance but first we're gonna jump into these current events because wow all I can say is wow how do you spell wow w-o-w New York Post dot com because Reuters wants you to pay now and that was that was a good spot to get news but you can get news in alternative places and alternative format my people all right check it out Biden's Commerce Secretary says many retail jobs might not come back. I think she means ever. They were a vital lifeline for people. President Biden's Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, Raimondo, Raimondo. I tried, y'all. Y'all know I tried, and I genuinely be trying to get people's names correct. Because people call me Sot, and sometimes it's, eh. Well, Gina Romando said in an interview that many pre-panorama jobs, especially in the retail and service sectors, might not come back even as the labor market recovers from the panorama. Quote, the real issue, I think, is that a lot of the jobs that folks lost are the kinds of jobs, let's say, for example, in retail or services industries that might not be coming back or might not be coming back in the same numbers. And so what that means is we have to lean into apprenticeships and job training and upskilling, quote, or sorry, end quote, she added. Her remarks came after the Labor Department said last Thursday that Weekly new jobless claims dropped to a new panorama low, but the data also showed that nearly three and a half million Americans were still on traditional state unemployment benefits. Her comments also came one day before the highly anticipated June jobs report, which showed that the United States added 850,000 jobs topping expectations. So congratulations, United States. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo said some retail jobs might never come back, ever. Retail added 67,000 new jobs in June after seeing a slight drop in May. The data showed another 194,000 new jobs came from restaurants and bars, leading gains in the hard-hit leisure and hospitality sector. I'm sorry, excuse me, that still left leisure and hospitality 2.2 million jobs short of where it was in February of 2020 before the panorama gutted the economy. I would have used the word eviscerated, but that's just me. <laughs> and despite the surge in new jobs, the sector's unemployment rate actually jumped to 10.9%. Wow, throughout the U.S. economy, there were a record 9.3 million job openings as of last month. The federal government's expected to release the number of openings for May 
this week, pro- providing more insight into the gap between hirings and openings. Wages are typically among corporate America's highest costs, and as the price of hiring rises, it could make companies reconsider headcounts. Even as the job markets kicked the summer off strong, Kurt Long, chief economist at the National Association of Federally Insured Credit Unions, noted that the economy is still making up for lackluster jobs recovery in the spring. Nearly 3.5 Americans are still receiving state unemployment benefits, man. Amid the slower than expected recovery, some economists have commented that the labor market may have fundamentally changed during the panorama, reducing the overall need for certain kinds of workers that businesses have learned to do without. Long said he's not entirely sold on that argument, adding that the data so far shows there's, quote, still a hole to fill in leisure, hospitality, and retail. Um, that, I mean, to me, that's crazy. New York Times, higher inflation is among the risks facing the economic recovery. The International Monetary Fund warns. Rising inflation, particularly in the United States, of course, why wouldn't it be? Because this is where all the stimulus is coming from. Crazy. Well, not all of it, but the majority of it, particularly in the United States. Estados Unidos is among the risks facing the global economy amid a worsening two-track recovery, the International Monetary Fund warned today. Quote, there's a risk of a more sustained rise in inflation or inflation expectations, which could potentially require an earlier than expected tightening of U.S. monetary policy, end quote, Kristalina Georgieva, Georgievia, Kristalina Georgieva, Georgieva. All right, I'm done. That was effort. I, I put effort into it. The IMF managing director wrote in a blog Post, the International Monetary Fund, which is based in Washington, forecasts the United States economy to grow 7% this year, the fastest pace since 1984, and said that although this speedy recovery could benefit many other countries by increasing trade, there was the risk that it could raise the inflation rate, leading to other problems. It already raised the inflation rate. Higher interest rates could lead to a, quote, sharp tightening end quote, of financial conditions around the world and significant capital outflows from emerging economies, Miss Georgieva, Georgieva, Georgieva. Y'all know I'd be trying, right? And I'm not clowning. I'm really trying to, you know, at least one of these attempts will be the correct pronunciation. This is just, you know, hey, um, that's, that's what I'm thinking. This could cause major challenges to countries with high debt levels. For now, however, inflation expectations are stable, she wrote. Federal Reserve policymakers have been grappling with the data showing faster than expected increases in prices, which what is, isn't that deflation? And several months of wage growth, but their mandate is promote price stability, and most officials expect this period of high inflation to be just temporary or, as they've been saying, y'all heard the word, 
transitory. Even while warning about the risk of inflation, Ms. Gorgeva (laughs) said monetary stimulus was also needed to aid the economic recovery, quote, in countries where the recovery is accelerated, including the U.S., it will be essential to avoid overreacting to transitory increases in inflation, end quote. Central banks will have to carefully communicate their future monetary policy plans to avoid bouts of market volatility. What does that mean? Crashes in stock markets. I'm just translating for y'all because this is what they're talking about. Ahead of the meeting of finance ministers and central banks from the group of 20 countries in Italy at the end of this week, Miss Georgieva wrote that global leaders needed to work together to ensure wider and faster access to Pope Pokes to save hundreds of thousands of lives and to curb the emergence of new variants that threaten the global exit from the panorama. The uneven recovery is being caused by the gulf in accesses to Pope Pokes, divergent rates of infection and differences in the abilities of governments to provide Fiscal support. Last month, the International Monetary Fund announced a $650 billion plan to help less wealthy countries buy Pope Pokes, finance health care costs, and pay down debt. And this is what I will say. If you have credit card debt, if you're carrying credit card balances, especially with the high interest credit cards, I highly suggest you do everything in your power to pay off those credit cards when they start increasing these interest rates as they will they will it's going to raise the interest in those credit cards and eventually a lot of people are not going to be able to get out of credit card debt because the minimum payments are going to be too high the interest is going to be too high and what you're paying for the payments is getting eaten up by interest that's just my opinion y'all know I don't give legal advice tax advice trading advice marriage advice negotiation I don't give advice um, you know usually I'm wrong 100% of the time 100% <laughs> 130 countries back deal on global minimum tax for companies man it's not good news United States Secretary of State Antony Blinken is touting the minimum tax agreement some 130 countries have backed the global minimum tax as part of a worldwide effort to keep multinational firms from dodging taxes by shifting their profits to countries with low rates uh, that's, a, that's a look that's that's a great excuse it, it almost made sense to me for a second the agreement announced by the organization for economic cooperation and development Last Thursday also provides for taxing the largest global companies in countries where they earn profits through online businesses but may have no physical presence. The agreement followed a proposal from President Biden for at least a 15% rate, an initiative that propelled the talks toward meeting a deadline for a deal by the middle of the year. The deal now will be discussed by the group of 20 countries at meetings later this year in hopes of finishing the details in October and implementing the agreement in 2023. Under the deal, countries could tax their company's foreign earnings if they go 
untaxed through subsidiaries in other countries that would remove the incentive to use accounting and legal schemes to shift profits to low-rate countries since the profits would be taxed at home anyway. Not all of the 139 countries that joined the talk signed on to the deal, the proposal to tax countries where they have sales but no physical presence excluded extractive companies such as oil, mining, and regulated banks. President Biden has proposed a 21% minimum rate on overseas earnings of big U.S. companies. The deal now faces more technical work to fill in details and review by the group of 20 countries. The G, why don't they just say G20? I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe they don't like saying it anymore. Which represents some 80% of the global economy. More discussion is expected at the meeting of the G20. Oh, there, there it is. G20 finance ministers in Venice next week. By the way, Venice is beautiful. Hey, you know, they, wow. And then at the full G20 summit of country leaders in October, the proposal to tax companies where they have revenue but no physical presence would require countries to sign up for a multilateral convention. <clears throat> what would that be? That would be a contract in the U.S. Biden has proposed 21% minimum tax rate on overseas earnings of big U.S. companies to deter them from shifting profits to tax havens. Biden's U.S. tax must first pass Congress, while the Democratic president has only a narrow majority. And it, you know, it, it might not happen. It might not happen. CNBC, U.S. housing shortage will be around for years to come, says Taylor Morrison, CEO. The housing shortage that began before the panorama will stick around for a long time as market demand soars. The chief executive of Home Builder, Taylor Morrison, told CNBC today, quote, as the economy continues to improve, we're going to see mortgage rates move up, and I think that should be expected. They're not going to stay under 3% forever. However, the lack of supply and the overwhelming demand is something that will be with us for years to come. This is CEO Cheryl Palmer. Earlier today, the Mortgage Bankers Association's seasonally adjusted index showed that mortgage demand slightly decreased for the second week in a row, this week dropping by 1.8% to their lowest level since the beginning of 2020. Home purchase applications and mortgage applications to refinance a home both dropped for the week, even though mortgage rates dipped despite those developments. Palmer expressed confidence in the, quote, robust housing market, end quote, and sustained demand across all areas of consumer types. She went on to say, quote, certainly we are seeing some numbers around mortgage applications, but I think we really have to separate the supply and the demand that we're seeing out there. We are at multi-year lows as far as new and resale inventory. And honestly, it's going to be very difficult for us to make up the shortage, the deficit that we've been building up for now more than a decade. Home prices in the United States have risen sharply during the panorama as booming interest for houses coincided with low inventory for sale has sparked affordability concerns from some observers who worry especially about first-time buyers being priced out, which has happened abundantly. Abundantly. Growth 
in housing inventory has slowed over the past decade in the aftermath of the housing crisis of 2008, creating an underbuilding gap of 5.5 million to 6.8 million housing units across the country since 2001. This is according to a recent report from the National Association of Realtors. Coldwell CEO, I'm um, Coldwell Banker CEO Ryan Gorman said, "Quote: Additional inventory is the solution to all that ails us at this moment." End quote. One possible bright spot in the near term is that in June new listings had increased five and a half percent year over year. Historically, low listings have been seen between May and June. The low mortgage rates seen during the panorama are a factor to consider when assessing. The market, Palmer said, from an affordability standpoint, quote, a consumer buying a $300,000 to $400,000 house today versus a year ago, their payment is going to be less. Consumers change their behaviors and they're not extending themselves the same way you might have always seen years and years ago. We actually see the consumer has a lot of room in what they can afford to buy and what they're buying. Okay, well, I don't believe that. Maybe you do. Could be what it is. Next, I'm moving forward. What time is it? Oh, I got to speed up. U.S. dollar, little change following Fed minutes, CNBC. The dollar was slightly higher today after the release of the minutes of the U.S. Federal Reserve's latest policy meeting, which showed Fed officials wrestling with the onset of inflation and financial stability concerns, but included no big surprises. Fed officials last month felt substantial further progress on the economic recovery was generally seen as not having yet been met, but agreed they must be ready to act if inflation or other risks materialize. According to the minutes of the central bank's June policy meeting, the greenback eased a bit following the release of the minutes, then reversed course and edged higher. Quote, today's minutes only serve to confirm that the Fed is going to be reducing asset purchases sometime this year, most likely. End quote. This is Kathy Lean, managing director of BK Asset Management. Bottom line is there wasn't a big reaction, but I don't think it stands in the way of an extension of the gains in the dollar. Uh, whatever. Reuters.com, Fed keen to be well positioned to act on inflation. Other risks minutes show. Federal Reserve officials, <clears throat> excuse me, last month felt substantial further progress on the U.S. economic recovery was generally seen as not having yet been met but agreed they should be poised to act if inflation or other risks materialized, according to the minutes of the central bank's June policy meeting in the minutes that reflected a divided fed wrestling. They using that word again. Wow. With new inflation risks, but still relatively high unemployment, various participants at the June 15th to 16th meeting felt conditions for reducing the central bank's asset purchases would be met somewhat earlier than they had anticipated. Others saw less clear signal from incoming data and cautioned that reopening the economy after the panorama left an unusual level of uncertainty, which required a patient approach to any policy change, stated the minutes, which were released today. Still, a substantial majority of the officials saw inflation risks tilted to the upside, and the Fed as a whole felt it needed to be prepared to act if those risks materialized, which bottom line, they're going to be raising interest rates or reducing the stimulus, which I feel is not going to be good for the markets. And, you know, what happens in the markets happens, 
happens in the economy. Participants generally judge that as a matter of prudent planning, it was important to be well positioned to reduce the pace of asset purchases, if appropriate, in response to unexpected economic developments, including faster than anticipated progress toward the committee's goals for the emergence of risks that could impede the attainment of the committee's goals. The minutes stated, man. I, I'm going to keep moving forward. Y'all be on the lookout. Y'all like chicken. Most of us like chicken. It's a stereotype. But there's truth in it. Me personally, I don't eat meat. But according to the New York Post, Tyson, the chicken company, Tyson, recalls eight and a half million pounds of frozen chicken over contamination fears. So if you if you eat Tyson chicken, pay attention. Tyson Foods is recalling 8.5 million pounds of frozen, fully cooked chicken over fears of possible exposure to a harmful bacteria, the company said in a statement late Saturday. The products were made at a plant in Missouri between December 26th and April 13 of 2021, according to the statement, quote, while there is no conclusive evidence that the products were contaminated at the time of shipment, the voluntary recall is being initiated out of an abundance of caution, end quote. The U.S. meat processor said, part of the reason why I don't eat meat, you know what I'm saying? I don't eat meat, you know what I'm saying? What else we got? Minutes show the Fed is talking about talking about tapering the asset purchases. Washington has plenty to do as the market is waiting for the next fiscal boost. The markets are waiting for the next fiscal boost. Pay attention to that. But we got the ever given uh, that 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 ship that was blocking the canal is moving finally. Finally, it's out of here. Oh, here we go. U.S. News. Dot com Biden federal poke poke effort will go door to door to get people to poke pokes. President Joe Biden yesterday said that the federal government's poke poke efforts will shift from mass poke poke sites to literally knocking on doors in some instances to get people poke poked against the blah blah. Um, I don't know how comfortable I, I'm not comfortable with that at all. Let me just quit. Quit playing games. CNBC France is preparing a new law to make poke pokes compulsory for healthcare workers. Ooh, President Emmanuel Macron once said poke pokes against the the panorama would not be compulsory, but French lawmakers are now preparing a new law that would effectively force healthcare workers to get the poke pokes. Quote, we are not speaking about a mandatory poke poke for all the people in France. We are just speaking about a mandatory vaccination for people working in the health care and which are in contact with the most fragile people in France. I think it's a question of responsibility of having a mandatory poke poke for the people which are every day in contact with the most fragile people among the French population. I really think that it would be a wise decision. Oh, uh-oh, 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 New York Times, Minneapolis Fed announces a poke-poke requirement for all employees. The Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis will require employees to be poke-poked against the blah-blah when they enter its office next month. By the end of August, they must attest that they are fully poke-poked if they wish to remain employed 
Neil Kashkari, the president of the Minneapolis Fed, wrote in a memo posted to its website today, only employees who cannot get poke poke because of medical conditions or religious beliefs will receive accommodations. Religious beliefs, <clears throat> religious beliefs, <clears throat> religious beliefs, quote, while some staff may be unhappy with this new requirement, we believe most will appreciate the actions we are taking on our collective behalf. Kashkari wrote, the requirement will affect the bank's 1,100 workers, of which 82% are already poke-poked, he wrote. The remaining 18% have not disclosed their poke-poke plans or don't plan to get poke-poked. Mr. Kashkari said that the decision had been made out of a preference for face-to-face interactions in the office and that, quote, there is no way for us to bring a critical mass of our staff back into our facilities and maintain social distancing, end quote. The Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission has said companies can require those returning to offices to be poke-poked. Employers may also ask employees about their poke-poke status, according to the ruling by the commission. And I don't know if y'all remember, I did a show I think it was last year now where I was like our mandatory poke pokes coming. And I basically said, if you have a job, they can require you to, you know, get a poke poke. Other employers have announced poke poke requirements for their return to office plans. Morgan Stanley announced last month that it will require poke poke for employees, contingent workers, clients, and visitors at the bank's buildings in New York city and Westchester County, New York, how you feel about that? CNBC gold firms above $1,800 post-Fed minutes as U.S. yields dip. And yes, yes, that happened. You know, I, you know, hey, I confirmed it. I, uh, I typically check every day. Currently at $1,805 of asking price, 20 cents. I forgot the 20 cents. Gold firmed above 1,800 an ounce today as U.S. Treasury yields declined after minutes from the Federal Reserve's June meeting showed officials felt its substantial progress goal on economic recovery has not yet been met. As the minutes were broadly in line with market expectations rather than presenting additional hawkish surprises, gold extended its gains. The threshold for tapering has yet to be met. And the rise in inflation largely reflects temporary factors. And the resultant weakness in yields have contributed to gold's upside. This is Suki Cooper, an analyst at Standard Chartered. Pay attention. I mean, y'all need that real money. You need the real money. We need it. What we got here? Bezos, Gates back fake meat and dairy made from fungus as next big alt protein. And this is a push by the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, you know, uh, so-called poor people. Only, if they get their way, only the super rich are going to be able to eat meat. As consumers become increasingly comfortable eating fake meat burgers that look, cook, and taste like the real thing, a food tech startup backed by Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates is using fungus as the primary ingredient to create alternative meat foods. Nature's Find, based in Chicago, has raised $158 million in funding from investors, including Bezos, Gates, and Al Gore. 
Al Gore is still alive. The company's meatless breakfast patties and dairy-free cream cheese are scheduled to hit grocers' shelves later this year with other meatless products, including burgers, chicken, less nuggets, and yogurt are in development. The alternative food sector skyrocketed in 2020, growing U.S. retail sales 27% and bringing the total market value to $7 billion. Buckaroos, according to the Plant-Based Foods Association, or the PBFA, a trade group comprising more than 200 member companies. Meanwhile, shipments of alternative protein products from food service distributors to commercial restaurants rose 60% year over year in April, according to the research firm NPD Group. Y'all ready to eat fake meat? There's even an initiative to have people eating bugs. CNBC Chevy Bolt EV, belonging to Vermont lawmaker who has backed the electronic vehicle industry, catches fire. I mean, it burnt up too. And this is the thing with these electronic vehicles; they will they will burn up. A Chevrolet, the electric vehicle owned by Vermont state lawmaker who has backed the industry, recently caught fire while charging in the politician's driveway. According to the state police, the vehicle, a 2019 Chevrolet Chevy. Why can't I say that? Chevrolet, there we go, Bolt, EV, is part of a recall of nearly 69,000 of the electric vehicles globally due to the fire risks that was announced in November by General Motors. Man, they got pictures. This thing set on fire. Um, Lithium, metal batteries. Yo, these things, you should see the picture. I'm going to keep moving. But it's not just a Chevrolet. What we got here? A brand new Tesla Model S Plaid burst into flames in Pennsylvania. It was owned by a top executive at one of Tesla's biggest investors, with the stake worth more than 100. I'm sorry, with the stake worth more than one billion dollars. Bart Smith, the head of the digital asset group at trading firm, whew, what Susquehanna International, who has been dubbed the Crypto King by CNBC, was driving his brand new. $124,000 vehicle outside Philadelphia when it was consumed in a harrowing, unexplained inferno that took first responders an hour and a half to extinguish. Attorneys for the driver declined to share the name of the owner of the Tesla, but the Post has independently confirmed that Smith was at the wheel. Susquehanna owned about $1.1 billion worth of Tesla shares as of March 31st. Uh, wow. The car was on fire. It took him over an hour and a half to put it out there. Yo, check this out. New York Post. Air taxi startup Volocopter gains key production certification. German flying taxi startup Volocopter said on Tuesday it was acquiring longtime partner DG. Man, I'm not saying that. Flux. Flux. Flugs. Wow. Flugs. You you find this. Find this article. You You pronounce this word. And a step that secures its compliance with the European Union air safety regulators, the acquisition in terms of which were not disclosed, means uh, that the Volocopter now has production organization approval and compliance with the European Union. Volocopter is now the first and only electric vertical takeoff and landing company holding both required design and production organization. It basically looks like a, a very large drone. Wow, it's an air taxi. Y'all ready to jump in these air taxis? Mm-hmm. And, you know, last but not least, there's this, this Korean pop music group called BTS. 
they out here dancing with a with the Boston Dynamics robot dog. They're trying to do positive PR on these robots, these robot dogs. Boston Dynamics robots can boogie. We've seen Spot and Atlas strut their stuff many times with some videos of them in action becoming viral hits. A collaboration with K-pop phenomenon BTS should be like catnip for the internet. But while the two videos are kind of fun, they're also ever so slightly underwhelming. I mean, y'all can watch this. But I just want to point out that these this this is PR. This is positive PR for robots that can, you know, quickly be become a part of law enforcement. And, you know, it, it could be a thing where, you know, a robot may not have uh, a predisposition to, <clears throat> excuse me, shoot people or maybe it malfunctions or it gets hacked and, you know, hey, who knows, man? Who knows? But, you know, hey, that, that's, that's it for current events, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Check it out. So let's, let's get into this. Will Biden's new tax plan threaten trust? I've had, as I, as I said earlier, I've had multiple people hit me up, whether it's email, text messages. I've had people call me, say, you hear about Biden's new tax plan. I don't, I don't pay attention to the public. But let's, let's get into this. So from, what is this from? What, I can't remember what this is from. Where is this from? Bloomberg, Bloomberg News, right? Biden wants to dismantle two weapons, the richest 1% used to avoid taxes. Taxes. Provisions in the U.S. Treasury's Green Book proposal could disrupt dynasty trusts and other vehicles that have benefited wealthy families for years. And I know, you know, a lot of trustees in training, people who've gone through trustee training, we utilize trusts, you know, for asset protection, tax minimization, and to, you know, overall reunify the family estate. And I get that, right? So there's there's a level of concern. But to me, and I'm not saying no names or pointing out anyone in particular, but for me, anyone asking this question of me, it just proves that you really haven't done your research. You're not doing yourself any favors when it comes to, you know, looking at your materials that you received through training or doing any of the prerequisite um, information finding or fact finding. So I'll just go over it. And I want to bring it to those who are not in trustee training. Now, what are they talking about? The so-called Green Book is really the general explanations of the administration's fiscal year 2022 revenue proposals. It's about 116 pages. And I got it from the Treasury, uh, U.S. Treasury Department website, treasury.gov. And it, it basically goes through the proposals of, you know, of, of, you know, revenue, revenue, different revenue proposals and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's, it's not very exciting reading through this thing. And if y'all know me, y'all know that I don't really like to depend on secondary sources. I like primary sources of information. So I went to the source. I went to the so-called green book. I don't know why to call it green book. Maybe it's green. I printed it off on white paper. So, I mean, hey, you know, that's just me. But this this Bloomberg 
uh, article is one of the articles that were sent to me. You know, people send me stuff, man. They text me stuff. They email me stuff. They email me YouTube videos. I'm going to let y'all know. Most, the 99.9% of the YouTube videos that I'm texted or emailed, I do not watch. I don't have time to sit down and watch someone else's videos. Um, I understand that people respect my opinion and respect how I look at things. But, I mean, it'd be better for you to, to text me a synopsis of, yo, this is the video I watched, and they were saying this and this and this and this. What do you think? Versus just sending me a, a URL to it. I'm not going to, no, it's not happening. But anyways, I did read the article because with, within the first couple paragraphs, I understood what was going on. But it's cool, so I'm, I'm going to break it down. You know, no, I'm not speaking in any types of condescension to anyone. And of course, you know, I'm not being pejorative in any way. It's, it's, it's not what I'm doing, but let's just, let's just get to it. So this is the article. An unpleasant surprise for wealthy Americans was lurking halfway the, through a 114-page document released by the United States Treasury last month. Technical provisions in the proposal not mentioned when President Joe Biden presented his plan to raise taxes on the rich in April could disrupt or dismantle some of the most popular ways super wealthy people have legally avoided taxes for decades. All right. I knew off top, the public cannot encroach on the private. There's, there's, there's a demarcation line that they just can't get past unless you just don't know what you're doing through your administration, but it's cool. One target is dynasty trusts, vehicles that wealthy families can use to benefit multiple generations of descendants. Another is in, even more common tool among the top 1%, trust that can move millions and sometimes billions of dollars to heirs tax-free. Quote, this is the stuff that's really going to make a difference. This is Joe Mayer, Director of Wealth Strategy at Johnson Financial Group, who went on to say it's going to make a difference in the anxiety that wealthy people and their advisors have and would really make a difference in the revenue the government collects. Modern so-called Green Book, the Treasury document laying out the details specifically takes aim at dynasty trusts, vehicles that are able to exist for generations without incurring gift, estate, or generation-skipping transfer taxes. The proposal would force trusts to pay capital gains tax on appreciated assets every 90 years, but it's drafted in a way that would impose taxes as early as December 31st, 2030. Appreciated assets. So you pay taxes on a house that has appreciated in value over a certain amount of years, whether you sold it or not, whether the trust sold it or not. And I understand that seems kind of freaky. Like, hold on, what? The change would cause planners to think twice about the strategy. This is James F. Hogan, a managing director at Anderson Tax LLC, who previously worked at the Internal Revenue Service. Quote, do you really want to do a dynasty trust when you know you're going to have to have an income tax anyways? End quote. Biden's plans to make heirs pay more Equalize rates between investors and workers and boost taxes on corporations and the wealthy by raising rates are part of a global revival of initiatives to target the rich, a movement that has gained momentum since the panorama blue mass of fiscal holes and government budgets. <clears throat> Implemented new taxes on capital gains, inheritances, and wealth to raise money for social services and infrastructure. Biden's proposed plan would also charge a capital gains tax when assets are transferred into or distributed from certain kinds of trusts. Certain kinds of trusts. Dynasty trusts. Remember, y'all, there's over 80 different types of trusts. Over 80. 
A Treasury official said that aspect of the plan specifically targets tools like the intentionally defective grantor trust. In, intentionally defective grantor trust. And those of y'all who understand, and especially trustees, know the IRS recognizes three different types of trusts. Grantor, simple, and complex. Grantor trust, like a it's revocable, it's like an inter vivos trust. Uh, think of a living trust. The best com- common um, understanding of a grantor trust. Intentionally defective grantor trust, a common, if complicated, technique that can allow the wealthy to move money out of their taxable estates to benefit heirs. Quote, that's a big blow to take that out of our arsenal. End quote. This is Ronald D. Alcut, Senior Fiduciary Counsel at Bessemer Trust. The measures are designed to plug potential loopholes in Biden's plans to boost capital gains taxes on the wealthy to ordinary income rates and to tax gifts and large unrealized gains at death. And to me, this is the most appalling factor. They're going to tax unrealized gains. So usually you're t- the, there's a tax upon the sale of an asset for how much it was sold for. They're going to tax unrealized gains. So tax the value of a home, even if you didn't sell it. Think about that. If you bought a home at $100,000 and it's worth $250,000 and you still own it, they're going to tax. They're going to tax you. This is crazy. And they can do that with certain, you know, like I said, certain types of structures. Excuse me. The president has also proposed raising levies on corporations and increasing the enforcement budget of the Internal Revenue Service. The more that advisors to wealthy examine Biden's proposal, the more they are realizing how significant the changes could be. Quote, what they're doing is creating a whole new tax regime. This is Richard Greenberg, a lawyer at Greenberg and Shulman, based in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Went on to say, quote, we're going to have to do a lot of reexamination of a lot of techniques. And that means not just reconsidering future planning, but looking at what we've done in the past for clients. Unmentioned by the White House so far are any changes to the United States estate and gift tax, a levy of as much as 40% affecting only very large fortunes that was created more than a century ago to break up dynastic wealth. But by targeting the powerful tools that allow the rich to avoid the estate tax entirely, the Biden administration may end up causing an even bigger headache for wealthy families all right so while the wealthy and their advisors wait for the details of biden's tax package to firm up there's little they can do except worry how the provisions might affect them so yeah worry panic so general explanations of the administration's fiscal year 2022 revenue proposals Okay, so on page 62, gain on unrealized appreciation also will be recognized by a trust, partnership, or other non-corporate entity that is the owner of property if that property has not been the subject of a recognition event within the prior 90 years with such testing period beginning January 1st, 1940 first possible recognition event for any taxpayer under the provision would thus be December 31st, 2030. 
<clears throat> what else we got here? Payment of tax on appreciation of certain family-owned and operated businesses would not be due until the interest in the business is sold or the business ceases to be family-owned and operated. <clears throat> what else we got? Under the proposal, the donor or deceased owner of an appreciated asset would realize the capital gain at the time of the transfer. For a donor, the amount of the gain realized will be the excess of the asset's fair market value on the date of the gift over the donor's basis in that asset. For a decedent, the amount of gain will be excess of the asset's fair market value on the decedent's date of death over the decedent's basis in the asset. That gain will be taxable income to the decedent on a federal gift and a state tax return or on a separate capital gains return. Use of the capital losses to carry forwards from transfers at death would be allowed against the capital gains income and up to $3,000 of ordinary income on the decedent's final income tax return and the tax imposed on gains deemed realized at death would be deductible on the estate tax return of the decedent's estate. Okay, so I'm just going to break this down for y'all. They're talking about living trust. They're talking about grantor trusts. They're talking about this. And, and the key word I'm going to point out is they're talking about statutory trusts. Uh, unequivocally transfer a transfer would be defined under the gift and estates tax provision however for purposes of imposition of this tax on appreciated assets the following will apply first a transferred partial interest would be its proportional proportional share of the fair market value of the entire property so basically if 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 the property was owned by more than one person and the the partial interest in the property that was owned by one person was transferred that would be the proportionate interest second transfers of property into and distributions in kind from a trust partnership or other non-corporate entity other than a grantor trust that is deemed to be wholly owned and revocable by the donor would be recognition events the deemed owner of such revocable grantor trust would recognize gain on the unrealized appreciation in any asset distributed from the trust to any person other than the deemed owner or the U.S. spouse of the deemed owner, other than a distribution made in discharge of an obligation of the deemed owner. They're telling you right there, a grantor trust. And most people aren't going to pull up the whole document and read through it. It's 114 pages, and they do that on purpose, y'all. But, you know, too bad for them. They taught me how to read. They taught me how to read, and it was over. It was over after that. They should have they never taught you how to read. That's, you know, hey, they sh- y'all should have never taught me how to read. It's, that's how I feel about it. Too bad. All of the unrealized appreciation on assets of such a revocable grantor trust will be realized at the deemed owner's death or at any other time when the trust becomes irrevocable. When it becomes irrevocable, what if it is irrevocable in its inception? They don't say nothing about that. And I wonder why. I wonder why. Certain exclusions would apply transfers by a decedent to a U.S. spouse or to charity would carry over the basis of the decedent Capital gain will not be recognized until the surviving spouse disposes of the assets or dies. An appreciated property transferred to charity would not generate a taxable capital gain. Of course not. It's donated to a charity, and charities are 
tax exempt. I mean, the transfer of appreciated assets to a split interest trust would generate a taxable capital gain. Split interest trust. There's over 80 different types of trust, y'all. With an exclusion allowed for the charity share of the gain based on the charity share of the value transferred as determined for gift or estate tax purposes. The proposal would exclude from recognition any gain on tangible personal property, such as household furnishings and personal effects, excluding collectibles. The $250,000 per person exclusion under current law for capital gain on a principal residence would apply to all residences and would be portable to the deceased and surviving spouse, making the exclusion effectively $500,000 per couple. Finally, the exclusion under current law for capital gain on certain small business stock would also apply. In addition to the above exclusion, the proposal would allow a $1 million per person exclusion from recognition of other unrealized capital gains on property transferred by gift or held at death. The per person exclusion would be indexed for inflation after 2022 and would be portable to the decedent's surviving spouse under the same rules that apply to portability for estate and gift tax purposes, making the exclusion effectively $2 million per married couple. The recipient's basis in property received by reason of the decedent's death would be the property's fair market value. And those of you who are seasoned trustees in training, y'all already already get what I'm saying. It probably already clicked by now. Just by me reading this. I ain't even really saying nothing. Just, Just reading it. Uh, we're leaving like blah blah. Payment of tax on the appreciation of certain family-owned and operated businesses. Additionally, the proposal would include other legislative changes designed to facilitate and implement this proposal, including the allowance of, de- of a deduction for the full cost of appraisals of appreciated assets, the imposition of liens, the waiver of penalty for underpayment and estimated tax to the extent that underpayment is attributed to unrealized gains at death. The grant of a right of recovery of tax on unrealized gains rules to determine who has the right to select the return filed. The achievement of consistency in valuation for transfer and income tax purposes, coordinating changes to reflect that the recipient would have a basis in the property equal to the value on which the capital gains tax is computed and a broad grant of regulatory authority to provide implementing rules to facilitate the transition to taxing gains at gift, death, and periodically under this proposal, the secretary, and this would be uh, the secretary of the treasury, would be granted authority to issue any regulations necessary or appropriate to implement this proposal, include, including rules and safe harbors for determining the basis of assets in cases where complete records are unavailable. Reporting requirements for all transfers of appreciated property, including value and basis information, rules where where reporting could be permitted on the decedent's final income tax return. So, look, what are they saying? What is this? What is this saying? First and foremost, don't cry, dry your eyes. They're talking about grantor. They're talking about statutory trusts. They're talking about statutory trusts. 100%. 100% statutory trust. One hundred percent statutory trust. A statutory trust is a trust that owes its existence to legislation. They are not talking about contract entities. 
They can't. They can't. And they're talking about dynasty trusts. And what is a dynasty trust? According to Wikipedia, dynasty trust is a trust designed to avoid or minimize estate taxes being applied to family wealth, which each subsequent generation by holding assets in trust and making well-defined or even no distributions to beneficiaries at each generation. The assets of the trust are not subject to estate gift or generation skipping taxes. Moreover, the wealth can be exempt from generation skipping taxes. If properly set up by its nature, a dynasty trust can run in perpetuity. Thus, it must be created in a state that either has no rule against perpetuities, such as Delaware or South Dakota, or has a very long perpetuities period, such as in Nevada or Wyoming. Dynasty trusts in the United States were created as a reaction to the imposition of the generation skipping transfer tax on trusts. By keeping assets inside a trust for an extended period of time, Wealthy families can bypass taxes for several generations or even forever. This effect has been compounded by other favorable state laws that favor the wealthy, such as the elimination of the state income taxation and other favorable conditions for managing wealth, such as quiet trusts and asset protection. In 2018, as a result of the doubling of the generation skipping tax, Exemption by the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, very wealthy families in the United States seeking to shelter their wealth from future transfer taxes have taken a new interest in setting up dynasty trusts. As of January 1st, 2020, the generation skipping tax exemption is $11.5 million per person and twice that for a married couple. Because the exemption, which is the highest ever, is scheduled to sunset January 1st, 2026, and could be repealed sooner depending on the next election. The interest in dynasty trust is steadily rising, just as it did in 2011, when there was a risk that the generation skipping tax exemption could be severely reduced. Okay? They're statutory trusts, y'all. There's over 80 different types of trusts, is what I say all the time. 80. And if you if you know the principles of trust, if you know the principles of structures, whether they're private or public, it is easy to able to you're easy you can just very simply discern what is being spoken on. And I will sit back and say all the time, I don't care what the quote US government does or passes with regards to legislation the way that my private estate is set up is private the the entities within my family's private estate do not owe their existence to any state legislation any none zero they are specifically contract entities they only come under trust law on how the income is dispersed and how the income is taxed. In all other situations, we're dealing with the contract. Contracts are protected by the Constitution. No state can pass any law against the obligation of contracts. There's a difference. An attorney, you go to an attorney, maybe, maybe you're wealthy. You got. You're a millionaire. You don't know any better. You go to an attorney. Say, hey, I need to, you know, protect my wealth. 
They set you up in a grantor statutory revocable trust, which does not protect against creditors litigation and only protects against probate. All the income from that entity must be reported on an individual tax return. It's an alter ego. It's not a separate distinct entity. Set you up with some dynasty trusts that are statutory in nature. And you think you're none the wiser. You think everything's all good. You don't understand that a grantor trust is an alter ego. Uh, any type of trust that is set up according to state legislation owes its existence to that state and is therefore governed by that state and is governed under federal statutory laws with regards to statutory trusts. Statutory positive law, public, statutory equals public, legislative equals statutory equals public. They're going to, that you're going to go to the attorney. They're going to set you up with a trust agreement, not a trust contract. There's a difference. It's, it's, it's a glaring difference. And I know trustee training here at the foundation is not, is not cheap. It's definitely not. Some would say, and I've heard people say that it is cost prohibitive, <laughs> but hey, paying taxes every year at exorbitant rates is not cost effective as far as I'm concerned. But this is not only what you learn in trustee training, but we learn how to properly administer these private contractual entities so that the, it doesn't fall under any type of legislation such as what I just broke down to y'all. We understand the difference between a statutory trust and a non-statutory trust. And we understand that regardless of what laws are passed, no state can pass any law impairing the obligation of contract. Article 1, Section 10 of the United States Constitution. Contract makes the law. So, you know, I know there's trustees out here, you know, they're they're in trustee training and, you know, they're thinking, oh, man, now there's going to be a problem with with the trust. There's a problem. There's a problem with my state, my private state, because, you know, Biden's passing laws. I understand the, the initial fear. I can I can I can understand that. What I can't understand is that in your mind you are unable to work through that fear by acquiring the knowledge that is specific to your specific situation if you are a trustee in training here at the foundation. You know, in private trustee training. People outside of that, okay, fine. But this article was sent to me it wasn't the same article, similar, similar articles were sent to me by two, no, three separate trustees from trustee training. And I'm going to tell you this, you cannot learn this information by just picking up the phone and listening to someone talk. You cannot reasonably expect to be able to administer a private estate by just listening to, them, to people talk, man, in the same sense where Yusuf will tell you, you ain't going to learn how to set off debt by just watching videos. 
you want to be reassured. Why do you want to be reassured? Because you don't necessarily understand the difference between public and private. And I say it all the time. No state can pass any law impairing the obligation contract. No state. None. Zero. That includes the Department of State. So, you know, that that's that's what I have to say on dynasty trusts and the implication of the 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 tax overhaul that this pre, the president of the United States is attempting to push through Congress. The trustees The trustees of the United States, the trustees of the of the Constitution, technically. So let that be known. You gotta understand the difference between a simple trust, a grantor trust, and a complex trust. You gotta understand the difference between a statutory trust and a contractual trust. And people say, "Yo, so I heard you know about the common law trusts." What? Let's let's get specifically technical. There's no such thing as a common law trust. There are private contractual trusts that are executed under the common law right to contract unlimited. Being able to contract unlimited is a common law right. So with that common law right, individuals will execute contracts and administer them as trusts in the way that their income is dispersed and in the way that the income is taxed. Man, she's loud in my ear. Y'all heard that? I heard it. Got about 90. It's less than that now. About a minute, minute and 15 seconds left in the broadcast. If you're checking out the show online, you want to call in 563-999-3625 if you want to catch the end of the show. If not, cool. You can catch it in the archives, players. So to answer the question, just very simply, quickly, will Biden's new tax plan threaten trust? Yes, yes, it will. Statutory trusts, trust agreements, absolutely. Dynasty, dynasty trust, yep. Generation skipping trust, yep. Spendthrift trust, yep. Grantor trust, yep. Simple trust, yep. Will Biden's new tax plan threaten the trusts that I am learning to administer in the private trustee training? No, unless you are not properly administering the trust, then yes, yes, you can definitely have an issue due to improper administration. Absolutely, 100%. So, you know, it's, it's something to be aware of. It's 100% something to be aware of. I understand. And, and it's, it's the duty. It's the duty of the public, in my opinion, to, you know, scare the mess out of people. Make you feel like there's no other choice. You have no other choice. You can't do anything. We're going to do this to you. We're going to do this to your estate if you get some information. There's no way you can hide. Ha, ha, ha. We got you. It's a psychological, psychological warfare, psyops, psychological operations. 
But in reality, in reality, once you understand the principles of public and private, you will know no matter what is said, no matter what um, legislation is passed, what new rules or positive law that they put out here, that if you're properly administering your private estate using private contractual entities, no state can pass any law impairing the obligation of the contract. Period. They're talking about new money, not dynastic wealth. Money that's been around for, you know, 100 years, 50 years. No, it's people who, you know, made their money off the dot-com boom. Recently, they call it new money. There's old money and there's new money. This applies to new money. You got some bread. You went from, you know, an attorney that set you up with a trust agreement. You're supposed to do this, supposed to do that, but it's subject to legislative control. Oops. The old money already know the deal hands down and those who you know either are informed or come from informed families because there's two different types of financial information available in this country the majority of us get what is called controlled knowledge it's what the public wants you to know and some of us either come from informed families so we get what is called true knowledge or along the way somehow through seeking you find someone who can educate you on true knowledge aka real 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 information real the real stuff not the you know the, the, the stuff that is put out to keep you in a box or enslave you know it's the stuff that frees you And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's a beautiful thing. It's 100% a beautiful thing. So, you know, hey, with that being said, let me see. Is there anybody in the phone lines? Because if not, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I appreciate y'all checking out the show, though. You know, I you know, I trust that I was able to, to answer some questions. I trust I was able to shed some light upon, you know, what's going on. Shed some light upon, you know, the structures that we use here at the foundation, you know, um, are educated upon and trustee trained. And the differentiation or demarcation between these structures and other structures, I say it all the time, there's over 80 different types of trust. 80. But all you really have to know is the difference between public and private period public and private that's it and anytime someone says something to you it will take you a very short amount of time to determine whether this structure is a public structure or a private structure and once you're able to categorize the structure you can definitely be able to determine how it's governed and if this specific action or act, act of Congress or whatever, applies to that specific structure. To me, it's very simple. Very, it's 100% simple. 
So, hey, with that being said, I appreciate y'all. You know, hey, I don't, you know, I'm out of here. I appreciate y'all checking out the show, whether live or archived. I, I, I encourage you to email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com to inquire with regards to trustee training if you so desire. Also, check out welcometothefoundation.com, PDF section, trust series, trust primer, passport, no social, book a consultation, make a donation, you know, whatever. At your leisure, you know, these, these, I offer, I don't sell. You know, there's no, no sales pitches or anything like that. If you're checking this out, you want them seek and you shall find types of people, type people, you know, so it's up to you. 100% up to you. I just wanted to alleviate any of the stress that was going through people's minds because they're putting this stuff on the news. They're putting it in, in, in news sites. They're putting it on news channels. And they're trying to spook people. And ultimately, it's, it's a situation where, ha, 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 there's nothing you can do to get away from us. So you ultimately give up. Oh, there's nothing I can do. Because if you stop looking, you won't find. So that's, that's what I had to say, you know. That's definitely what I had to say. So, with that being said... I do want to say that I appreciate y'all and you know hey you know last week I didn't do the show it's rare that I don't do a show but everything's fine you know people hit me up are you okay I'm fine you don't usually miss shows I know everything's fine I'm all good yeah you're but I, I definitely appreciate the concern and uh you know y'all have a great week I really I really 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 will y'all to have a wonderful wonderful luxurious week do your own research. Email me if you want to get up in the training or if you just want to do a consultation. Just book a consultation. It's, it's, I think it's relatively inexpensive. But, you know, that's just me. But admin at welcometothefoundation.com. I'm at, I'm at your service. And, uh, you know, welcometothefoundation.com. That's the website. So with that being said... Y'all enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night as it is very important. 100% important. And I will catch y'all next week here on High Frequency Radio Network for another episode of The Foundation. As I said, take care of yourself. Enjoy yourself. Peace to the gods. High frequency radio.